Welcome to Zichud Daf Simani. I'm Rabbi Ram Goldar, and there Mizakas Baba Kama Daf Yud Off. The first parak Arba Avos. The first parak is sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Moshe and Devorah Smith, and is dedicated to our courageous soldiers of Saul, the remarkable citizens of Israel, and to all incredible Jewish people. May Kodesh Baruch Hu watch over all of us and grant Israel a complete victory over Hamas and the return of all the hostages safely. So the three dubs we're going to focus on. Number one, Shmuel said, We do not evaluate for a thief or a robber, meaning the carcass of a stolen animal which died. Rather, they keep the carcass in pain full. We only evaluate a carcass for cases of damages. And I say the same applies to a borrower as well. And Abba, meaning Rav, agrees with me. Tosus explains that although generally one can pay with anything of value, Thieves cannot because the Torah requires them to fully replace the stolen item or its value in money. The Gemara asks if Shmuel means that a borrower has the same halacha as thieves and the carcass is not evaluated, or the same as damages, and it is. A proof is attempted from an incident where someone borrowed his friend's axe and broke it, and Rav required him to pay for a new axe without evaluating the broken pieces. However, the Gemara counters that the opposite conclusion can be drawn because Rav Kahana and Ravasi objected to Rav's ruling. Dinohachi, is this the law? And Rav was silent, indicating his agreement. Point number two, Ul quarter Rabalazar, if a shulya, an amniotic sac, partially emerged during a miscarriage on one day, and finished emerging the next day, Monilamin Harishon, we count her tumor of childbirth from the first day. Although no fetus was found, we assume it dissolved in the sac. We consider a tummy from the first day because the majority of the fetus may have emerged then. Rava clarified that we cannot calculate her 14 days of tumor from the first day, since the majority may have emerged the second day. Rather, Rav said, She must be concerned that she's tummy the first day, but only calculates her tumor days from the second day. Ula's teaching to aim mixes shilya blood that there's no part of an amniotic sac which does not contain at least a part of a fetus, causing a concern that a majority emerged the first day. And point number three, Ula quoted Rabbi Lazar, Shomer Shemasu a Shomer Pater. A Shomer who transferred something he was watching to another Shomer is exempt from damages to the item. He adds that this is not only so where a Shomer Chinum, an unpaid Shomer, gave over the deposit to a Shomer Sachar, a paid Shomer, the Luya so where he raised the level of the deposits watching because the second Shomer, being additionally liable for theft and loss, guards it more diligently, but even in the reverse case, where Shomer Sachar transferred it to a Shomer Chinum, thereby decreasing its protection, he still putter, Shrai Masula Ben Das, because he transferred it to a mentally competent person capable of guarding it and was not negligent. Rav holds that a Shomer who transfers the deposit to another is always chayv. This is not only so where Shomer Sachar transferred to a Shomer Chinam, thereby decreasing its watching, but even in the reverse case whereby he upgraded its watching, he's chayv because the owner can say to him, You are believed by me with a Shvu to claim the deposit was lost without negligence, but the second Shomer was never entrusted by me, and I'm not chayv to accept his Shvu. So once again, the three points are number one. Shmuel said, We do not evaluate for a thief or a robber, meaning the carcass of a stolen animal which died. Rather, they keep the carcass and pay in full. We only evaluate a carcass for cases of damages. And I say the same applies to a borrower as well. And Abba, meaning Rav, agrees with me. Tosus explains that although generally one can pay with anything of value, thieves cannot because the Torah requires them to fully replace the stolen item or its value in money. The asks if Shmuel means that a borrower has the same halacha as thieves, and the carcass is not evaluated, 
or the same as damages, and it is. A proof is attempted from an incident where someone bore his friend's axe and broke it, and Rav required him to pay for a new axe without evaluating the broken pieces. However, the Gemara counters that the opposite conclusion can be drawn because Rav Kahana and Ravasi objected to Rav's ruling. Dinahachi, is this the law? And Rav was silent, indicating his agreement. Point number two, Ul quoted Rabbazar, if a shulya, an amniotic sac, partially emerged during a miscarriage on one day and finished emerging the next day, Monilamin Harishan, we count her tuma of childbirth from the first day. Although no fetus was found, we assume it dissolved in the sac. We consider a tummy from the first day because the majority of the fetus may have emerged then. Rava clarified that we cannot calculate her 14 days of tumor from the first day, since the majority may have emerged the second day. Rather, Rav said, She must be concerned that she's tummy the first day, but only calculates her tumor days from the second day. Ula's teaching that there's no part of an amniotic sac which does not contain at least a part of a fetus, causing a concern that a majority emerged the first day. And point number three, Ula quoted Rabbi Lazar, Shomer Shemasel a Shomer Pater. A Shomer who transferred something he was watching to another Shomer is exempt from damages to the item. He adds that this is not only so where a Shomer Chinum, an unpaid Shomer, gave over the deposit to a Shomer Sachar, a paid Shomer, the Luyaliyah so where he raised the level of the deposits watching because the second Shomer, being additionally liable for theft and loss, guards it more diligently, but even in the reverse case, where Shomer Sachar transferred it to a Shomer Chinum, thereby decreasing its protection, he's still Pater. Shrai Masul Ben Das because he transferred it to a mentally competent person capable of guarding it and was not negligent. Rav holds that a Shomer who transfers the deposit to another is always Chayv. This is not only so where Shomer Sachar transferred to a Shomer Chinam, thereby decreasing its watching, but even in the reverse case whereby he upgraded its watching, he's Chayv because the owner can say to him, not You are believed by me with a Shvua to claim the deposit was lost without negligence, but the second Shomer was never entrusted by me, and I'm not Chayv to accept his Shvua. All right, so now we go to Simadav Yudalaf, and our standard Simon is stars, because of the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. When the thief threw a blanket decorated in stars over the rotting carcass he had to keep, because Ein Shamin Laganav, his wife, who had just miscarried Ashilya over two days, demanded he get it out of the house, while his shomer guarding his getaway car got another shomer to watch it because he couldn't take the smell. So once again, it's a motion. When the thief threw a blanket decorated in stars, stars, that must be more duff. Yidalaf. When the thief threw a blanket decorated in stars over the rotting carcass he had to keep because Ain Shamin Laganab, which reminds us, Shmuel said Ain Shamin Laganab Lolagazan, we do not evaluate for a thief or a robber the carcass of a stolen animal which died, rather they keep the carcass and pain full. Elanazakin, we only evaluate a carcass for cases of damages. Tosis explains that although generally one can pay with anything of value, thieves cannot because the Torah requires them to fully replace the stolen item or its value and money. So, when the thief threw a blanket decorated in stars over the rotting carcass he had to keep because ain't shaming Laganov, his wife, who just miscarried Ashilya over two days, demanded he get it out of the house. Which reminds the Gemara discusses how we count a woman's tumor if Ashilya, an amniotic sac, partially emerged during a miscarriage on one day and finished emerging the next day. So, when the thief threw a blanket decorated in stars over the rotting carcass he had to keep because ain't shaming Laganov, his wife, who just miscarried Ashilya over two days, demanded he get it out of the house, while his shomer guarding his getaway car got another shomer to watch it because he couldn't take the smell. Which reminds the brings him out of whether a shomer who transferred something he was washing to another shomer is exempt from damages to the item. So, once again, when the thief threw a blanket decorating stars over the rotting carcass he had to keep because Ain Shamin Laganov, his wife who just miscarried a Shilya over two days, demanded he get it out of the house, while his shomer guarding his getaway car got another shomer to watch it because he couldn't take the smell. 
All right, so now it's time for Four Blabach Chazar. Daf Zayin. So the Simur Daf Zayin is a Kli Zayin, a gun. So here goes. The wealthy gun novice. Gun novice? That must mean we're on Daf Zayin. Kli Zayin, gun. The wealthy gun novice who paid a man with subing for damages he caused when he accidentally shot up his field, which reminds us, we learn from the unusual term yashiv, return, to include anything worth money as valid payment, even brand, and not just meta. Rapapa and Rav Huna Breda of Yeshua explain, all movable items are considered superior. Because if it cannot be easily sold here, it can be sold in another city. Superior quality payment is only required with the land which cannot be moved so that people would jump to buy it. So the wealthy gun novice who paid a man with subing for damages he caused when he accidentally shut up his field, which is worth less than 200 zuz in Tishrei, entitling the man to Maisur Ani, which reminds us, Abraisa states that if one owns land worth 200 zuz, which ordinarily disqualifies him from receiving Maisur Ani, but is unable to sell his property, we feed him Maisur Ani up until half the value of his fields. The price refers to seasonal price changes, where land increases in value in Nisan, where a buyer can plow and plant it for the coming season, and decreases in Tishrei. This person who was pressed for money would have to sell his land now at less than 200 zuz and can be viewed as a poor person, although it would be sold for more in Nisan. Since land prices declined by as much as half in Tishrei, that's how much Maisa'ani he may receive. So the wealthy gun novice who paid a man with subing for damages he caused when he accidentally shot up his field, which was worth less than 200 zuz in Tishrei, entitling the man to Maisa'ani, had an armed guard protecting the best land he owned, which otherwise would have been used to pay. As Meita, which reminds us, Rashmobra Abba from Akronia asked Rabbi Abba, Can Shehen Shamin, when they assess land to determine if it's Meita, Bishalohen Shamin, do they assess in terms of his own property, or do they assess in terms of the world generally? According to Rabbi Kiva, that Meita is assessed based on the land of the Mazik, which is being paid, does it mean that he pays with the best land that he personally owns, or simply with objectively superior lands, even if he has other land of even higher quality? Rabbi Abba responded, Rahman Amr Meitav Sadeu, Hashem said to pay with his choices field. And you suggest we assess in terms of the world generally? Rather, he definitely must pay with the best land he personally owns. Dav Ches. So the similar Dav Ches is Chala, and we often use a baker. So here goes. The baker, baker, that must mean we're Dav Ches, Chala. The baker who bought Bainini's Ziboris and then Edi's land from the same seller to build a bakery and was now trying to fend off the seller's Balchov Nizak and ex wife who wanted to collect from the Edis, which reminds us, the more discusses a purchaser of all grades of land on different days, where he bought the Edis last, and we learn that he can prevent the Ksuba and debt collections from the Edis. So the baker who bought Bainanis Ziboris and then Edis land from the same seller to build a bakery, and was now trying to fend off the seller's Balchov Nizak and ex-wife, who wanted to collect from the Edis, wish he would have only bought Edis and Ziboris, so he could tell the Balchov to collect Bainanis from the debtor, which reminds us, Rabbi says that if Reuben sold all his fields to Shimon, and Shimon then sold one of them to Levi, and Reuben's creditor came to collect his debt, if he wants, he can collect from Shimon, or if he wants, he can collect from Levi. Now, this is only true where Levi bought Bainanis from Shimon, which is the creditor's entitlement. But if he bought Edis and Ziboris, Levi could say to him, this is why I was careful and only bought Edis and Ziboris, which are lands that are not fit for you. So the baker bought Bainini's Ziboris and then Edi's land from the same seller to build a bakery and was now trying to fend off the seller's Balchov Nizak and ex-wife who wanted to collect from the Edi's, wished he would have only bought Edi's and Ziboris so he could tell the Balchov to collect Bainini's from the debtor and was delighted when the debtor tried to intercede and claim 
he already paid, which reminds us that seller can intercede where his creditor attempts to collect from the buyer, either because the buyer will then come to collect from him, or in a case where he sold the property without a chryas, he doesn't want the buyer to have complaints against them. Daf test. So the similar daf test is a teapot. So here goes. The brother is sitting around drinking tea. Tea. That must be on daf test. Tea. Teapot. The brother is sitting around drinking tea while arguing whether they were like Yorshin or Lukukos after dividing their father's estate, which reminds us there's a Malkokas of brothers who divide an estate are like Yorshin or Lukukos. The Nafkamina is a case where brothers divided their father's estate and the father's creditor collected his debt from one brother. If they're like Yorshin, this brother can be compensated, but if they're like Lukukos, then he doesn't get anything. So the brother is sitting around drinking tea while arguing whether they're like Yorshin or Lukukos after dividing their father's estate were interrupted by one brother who entered the room with an esrog, which he spent a third more on, which reminds us where Bezerah taught, Behidr mitzvah ad shlish mitzvah. Regarding hither mitzvah, one must spend up to a third of the cost of the mitzvah itself. And he was quoted as saying, ad shlish up to a third must be funded from one's own assets. From there on, if he spends more, it will be funded, meaning reimbursed, from Kosh Baruch Hu. So the brothers sitting around drinking tea while arguing whether they were like Yorshin or Lukukos after dividing their father's estate were interrupted by one brother who entered the room with an esrog, which he spent a third more on, who asked them if it was really wise to leave their children to guard over a shore a boar and a burning coal, which reminds us. The next mission states, So anything I am obligated to guard from damaging, I have caused the damage it does if I did not guard it adequately. A Bryce illustrates this, an ox or pit that one left under the watch of a deaf mute, an insane person or a minor, he's responsible for their damages. If you left a fire under the watch, he's exempt from its damages. The distinction is explained in two ways. Daf Yud. So the Simr Daf Yud is a minion of Yidin. So here goes. The groundbreaking ceremony for the minion of Yidin's new shul, minion of Yidin, that must be on Daf Yud. The groundbreaking ceremony for the minion of Yidin's new shul was a disaster when an animal fell into a pit and died right after the president had dug the tenth tefach, which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Tesaman base had stated, If I caused part of the damage, I'm liable in payment of his damage, like causing the whole damage. A bright seal illustrates that if one digs a pit nine tefachim deep and another comes along and completes it to a depth of ten tefachim, the last person alone is high for death or damages it causes. Thus, although the second person only increased the pit's capacity for damage, he's fully culpable for its damages. So the groundbreaking ceremony for the minion of Yinnah's new shul was a disaster, when an animal fell into a pit and died right after the present had dug the tenth tefach, just as a bench holding five members collapsed after a heavy member sat down as well, which reminds us a Brysa brings a case where five people were sitting on a bench and did not break it from their combined weight, and then one more person came and sat on it and broke it. This last person is fully liable. The Brysa is discussing someone like Papa Bar Abba, who was extraordinarily heavy and did not have permission to use the bench. So the groundbreaking ceremony for the minion of Yin's new shul was a disaster, when an animal fell into a pit and died right after the president had dug the tenth tefach, just as a bench holding five members collapsed after a heavy member sat down as well, while the stench from the navel wafted over the knees cried out, that it was depreciating, which reminds us. The Gemara notes that the Mishnah did not state Chavdi Benizko, I'm liable for his damage, but Betashuminizko, in the payment of his damage, which carries the connotation of Hashlama, completion. This teaches Shabali Matapling Benavela that the owner of the killed animal must deal with the carcass in terms in terms of Pachas Navela, the carcass's depreciation. Since it belongs to the owner immediately, he suffers the loss of any further depreciation between its death 
and the court case. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which step do you discuss leaving an ox or pit versus leaving a fire to be watched by a show to Hirsch or Katan? That's on Duff. Task at number two. Which daft with Malchuk is whether a shomer who gets another shomer to watch the item is high for damages? That's on Duff. Yidoff. Good number three. Which stuff of a case where five people are sitting on a bench and a sixth person who's very fat sits down as well and breaks it? That's on Duff. Yud. Good number four. Which stuff of the question when it comes to Meta, Bishol Hen Shamin or Bishol Om Hen Shamin? That's on Duff. Zion. Good number five. Which stuff to discuss how we count days of Tuma when a woman miscarries a shulia over two days? That's on Duff. Yidav. Good number six. Which of the when a purchaser of all grades of land can prevent exuba and debt collections from the Edis? That's on Dav. Ches. Good number seven. Which of the when a person who digs the tenth tefach in a pit is chayv if an animal falls in and dies? That's on Dav. Yud. Good number eight. Which of the one that Ravid said that sudden shove in the mission is coming to include a boar that was kicked by a man or animal and then damages? That's on Dav. Vav. Good number nine. Which step to discuss if brothers who divide an estate are like Yorshin or Lokuchos? That's on Dav. Task. Good number ten. Which step they learn ain't Shamin Laganov? A thief cannot repay his theft with the carcass of the animal he stole. That's on Dav. Yidav. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is everybody from Zichur Wishin. A great day and great learning.